Hello everyone, welcome to the BYU Pre-Med Podcast, hosted by myself, Kai Anderson, where we will discuss everything you need to know to become a well-rounded, well-prepared medical school applicant. Alright, so today we are discussing job shadowing, and this was a highly requested topic and one that I've done a lot of research on, so I'm excited to share it with you guys. So to start off with the first things first, the requirement for most med schools is that they want to see that you have about 60 plus hours of job shadowing experience. You might see that number compared to the volunteer hours and everything else that you need and think, oh, that's not too bad. But there's a lot more to job shadowing than just getting those 60 plus hours. So before you begin shadowing doctors, it's important to know that you will want a letter of recommendation from either an MD or a DO. And depending on which schools you apply to, obviously MDs would look better if you're applying to MD schools and DOs to DO schools. However, MD schools typically will take a DO school or a DO, a letter from a DO with the same credibility as one from an MD. Although DO schools do like to see letters from um, other DOs instead of from an MD. I actually had a friend who just finished the interviewing process and he's actually gotten into two DO schools so far, but he did not have a DO letter and he said that every DO school that he applied to asked him about that. And so it still worked out for him, but it seemed to him at least that it would have been better to have that DO letter. And I've heard the same thing from academic advisors as well. So since you need that letter of recommendation coming from a physician, it's now about how are you going to stand out to that physician and how are you going to ask them for that letter of recommendation. So the first thing is you'll probably want to shadow this doctor that you're going to ask for a letter of recommendation from at least, you know, three or four times. Otherwise, you're just that kid that came in, you know, was there for a day and came out. You're just going to be the same as every other pre-med. If you're there for three or four days or more, that gives the doctor more opportunity to see what kind of person you are the work ethic that you have, how passionate you are about medicine, they actually start to see your personality, you know, so it's much better to be with one doctor consistently than to jump around to a bunch of different doctors, especially when you're looking for a letter of recommendation. So the other thing with letters of recommendation from doctors is uh, if I were you, I would let them know before you shadow them that you will be asking for a letter of recommendation. And this is because it's easy for them to just think, okay, I have another student shadowing with me. They're just going to kind of be in the background and I'm just going to do my thing. But if you let them know at the start and they know they're going to have to write something like that for you, if they agree to do so, then they're going to be paying attention to what you're doing a little bit more. And you're not just going to be that kid in the background anymore, but you're actually going to be, you know, having a relationship with them because they're going to have to be watching you to know what to write in their letter. Also, when you do ask for a letter of recommendation, we'll talk about this later. There's nothing wrong with giving them uh, you know, some prompts and things say, look, these are the things that I did while I was there. Um, I was always on time, whatever points you want to be, to be made from your experience there. Um, you can let them know, you know, these are some of the things that I, I think I did really well. Um, feel free to include them in your letter letter. Sometimes doctors will just think, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, another student asking me for a letter of recommendation, but either way, letting them know beforehand, isn't going to hurt you. So now that we've talked a little bit about letters of recommendation and how often to shadow a doctor and things like that, we're going to jump into who to shadow. And so you're 
definitely going to want to do a lot of shadowing in primary care. And so primary care specialties include family medicine, general internal medicine, general pediatrics, combined internal med- medicine and pediatrics, and general obstetrics and gynecology, or, you know, your OBGYN. So I'd say definitely spend a lot of time shadowing in those fields. And then also, you know, if you already know which specialty you're wanting to pursue, or if you're starting to get an idea, it'd be great to go shadow those doctors, um, be able to see what it's like. We'll have that opportunity in med school a lot, but might as well start early and get in as many places as you can. Um, if you're really into dermatology, go see how a dermatologist is working. If you're really into neurosurgery, go see if you can get into neurosurgery. Some of these are going to be a lot harder to get into than others to shadow someone, especially if it involves an operating room. But if you have enough time, it's almost always possible to do. So the biggest question that most people have with shadowing is how to reach out or how do I even find doctors to shadow? And some people are lucky, you know, their dad's a doctor, their uncle's a doctor, their grandpa's a doctor, and they have a lot of connections already to people in the medical field. But other people, either those connections are far away from them and they're at school here, or they don't have any of those connections in general. And so if you fall into that category, actually, let's talk about the category if you do have already all those connections. There is nothing wrong with going and shadowing your uncle or your dad or your aunt, your cousin who just got her degree, anything like that. Go shadow those people. And obviously, you're not going to be getting a letter of recommendation from them, but they will be a good source for you to connect with more people if you go with them and then they're like, Oh, hey, here's my other doctor friend. You should shadow him. All of a sudden, now you have a network of people that you can reach out to for other shadowing opportunities. So if you don't fall into that category of having those connections already, um, this is kind of the place that I found myself in down at BYU. And I started off by just trying to reach out to as many clinics and hospitals as I could saying, hey, I'm a BYU pre-med student. I would love to be able to shadow and I basically just got laughed at every time I, I reached out to people. I'd be like, okay, yeah, we can maybe get you in. And one person told me 18 months. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be already going to med school hopefully by then. So that's not going to be a whole lot of help. And a lot of people were just like, yeah, no, we can't take you. And so it's really important to have a personal connection with, with these places. And so I started off, I reached out to my family, seeing if they knew anyone. I reached out to my wife's family, seeing if they knew anyone. I reached out to everybody in my wards, friends, friends, parents, all these things. And I finally found a lead with my wife's uncle. Now, he lived like eight hours away up in Idaho, but we decided it'd be worth it to make the trip up there. And so we we went up to Idaho. I shouted him for a couple of days. And then at the end of the experience, he's like, hey, I did my residency in Provo and I can get you in touch with the people there and you can shadow someone there. And so even though it was a long drive and you know, I got to shadow him for a couple of days. Now I have another connection to shadow someone in Provo that I'm going to be doing in, in early January. And so just go after any lead you can if you're in that position. Don't be afraid to step outside the box and and really get after it. So now that we've talked about who to shadow and how to reach out, um, we're going to talk about what to do when shadowing. And there's not a whole lot of rights or wrongs for this, but I'm just going to give you my opinion and also what I've heard from other doctors that I've shadowed and what I've done from research of different clinics who are telling people what they should do when they come into shadow. 
So this is an overall majority, but just remember that every physician is going to be different. They're all, some of them are going to have you really involved in the, in the processes. Some of you are just, some of them are just going to want you to be a fly on the wall. Some of them are going to want to, want you to ask questions. Others are just want, going to want you to keep silent. So unless you're going to the OR, you're going to want to dress up nice. For guys, that would be some sort of professional pant and a button-up shirt. My personal preference is to stay away from a white shirt. Um, you don't want to look like just like a missionary in there, I guess. Um, but wear something, wear something nice. My second, I guess, piece of advice to do when shadowing is to take a notebook and pen with you. This way, even if you don't use it, it shows the physician that you came ready to learn. And it also means that you won't be pulling out your phone to write things down. And so even if you're doing that for a good purpose and in, in writing something down, it's not going to have a very positive effect if the doctor's not aware of that. Or if you're in a in with a client and you all of a sudden you pull out your phone in the middle of a of a visit with a patient, you know, that's that's gonna look a little disrespectful to both the doctor and the patient. So bring a notebook and pen. My third piece of advice would be to smile and try to be happy. You know, if if being a doctor is your dream, then you should show that doctor that you are excited and happy to be there. They're going out of their way to let you be there to shadow them. And so really make sure that they know that you're happy and excited to be there. You don't want to seem bored. You don't want to seem tired. Get plenty of rest the night before and come in ready to learn and be excited about it. Also, if the doctor allows it, make sure to ask questions. Remember that you're the student here. You're not the teacher. You're not there to show the doctor everything that you learned in anatomy this semester or try to prove to them how much you know, but you're there to learn. And so ask them questions about different things that they're doing in visits with patients, ask them questions about their medical school experience, their undergrad experience, and just be a sponge in the situation. Try to soak up as much as you can. You're not there to tell the doctor what they're doing wrong or what they're doing right, um, but just try to ask questions and, and be humble and be teachable. And then once you are done with the experience, if it's just a one-time thing, um, maybe this would look more like an email. I'll talk about what I'm meaning here in a second. But if you've, if you've shadowed the same doctor for quite a while, um, for more than a couple visits, it's really great if you can send them a handwritten note afterwards to their clinic, thanking them for the experience that you had, thanking them for taking the time to let you be there and let you participate. And make sure you thank not just the doctor, but also the other staff there that accommodated you. Just be gracious. This will stand out. This will make them see, oh, this is a, you know, a grade A student. You know, they, they wanted to be here. They're very grateful for the opportunity. That sticks with people. So those are all the pieces of advice I have for when you are shadowing. And I'd just like to make a couple of points in closing as we wrap up our discussion on shadowing. So first is... Remember that getting a shadowing opportunity can take a long time. And so I'd recommend if you are a freshman or especially if you're a sophomore, get started on this now as soon as possible. And if there are places where they're like, okay, we can get you in six months. Don't think that, okay, I can get something quicker than that, but just take that plan and plan ahead and then just be patient and make sure you can kind of plan this out. So you're going to make sure you get all your hours by the time you apply. The second thing is you don't need hundreds of hours of job shadowing. With some things, it looks great. Like the more hours you can get, the more it shows how maybe altruistic you are or how devoted to medicine you are. With shadowing, they just want 
to see that you've been in a setting in a, in a medical setting and that you've been able to earn that you appreciate it. And that's something that you, you want to go into. It's actually something you want to pursue. Um, next is something I already talked about, but this is something exciting. So this is basically what uh, a peek into what your life is going to look like after the endless years of school are finally over. And so be attentive and just make sure you're soaking it all in. My last point is to be patient with yourself. Lots of times you think, you know, you're just going in, you're going to watch, it's going to be fine, it's going to be great. But I found that the first time I went in, I was just in a minor operating room. We were, or I was watching, I was observing a, an ophthalmologist who was cutting open eyes and cauterizing them and, and doing these different things with people's eyes. And I don't know if it was the fact that it was the eyes or maybe I didn't have a good enough breakfast this morning. But as I was watching it, I just started getting super lightheaded and I ended up passing out actually in the, in the room. Um, they took me to a different place for a little bit. They got me a little apple juice. It was, it was a pretty funny experience actually. But I was so frustrated with myself. I was like, man, if I, if I can't even watch this minor surgery of someone getting a little cut in their eye, how am I supposed to be a doctor? Maybe this isn't the right thing for me. And I started doubting all my hopes and dreams and being a doctor. But after that experience, you know, after I was out there, they said, okay, do you want to go back in? And that was kind of a make it or break it point for me. I was like, okay, yeah, let's go back in. And so I went back into the operating room. And by the end, I was, you know, totally involved. I was able to help with some of the cauterizing and I, I was able to, you know, be right in there and not feeling lightheaded or sick at all anymore about it. And so just like anything, there can be a, a pretty steep learning curve for these things. And so be patient with yourself and just enjoy the experience. All right, so that's all for this week on job shadowing, and we look forward to next week, and we hope that you can join us for our discussion on metacognition and different study strategies to help you get those grades that you'll need in your undergraduate degree to apply to med school. Thanks for joining.